Welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Johnny Tobin from Tullow, Tom Crotty from Carlo, and James Blanchfield from Kilkenny Rugby Club. Lots to discuss again this week, including Kilkenny beating Dundalk in a poor game in the Leinster League. Carlo hammered Clondalkin to keep their 100% record. Tullow were beaten at home by Boyne, but they're missing a lot of experienced players. We're going to preview the weekend's action for the clubs as well, including the youths and women's teams. Leinster beat Zebra last weekend, but Harry Burns' injury is a cause for concern. It Johnny Sexton is still the out half to beat. We talk about that. And Jack Carty from Connacht says he's the man to take over the 10 jersey. But where are we realistically with all that? RG Snyman injured again for Munster, a big blow to the province. And the lads have a debate on the name of County Carlo Football Club, or is it Carlo Rugby Club or Carlo Football Club? That and lots more. <laughs> Well, the boys are back in town. We're back for another podcast this week. James Blanchfield from Kilkenny, Tom Crotty from Carlo, Johnny Tobin from Tullow. Lads, how's it going? All good. Not too bad. Yeah, it's all great, isn't good, it? Guys. Plenty of rugby going on at all grades and interprovincial and talk of internationals and all that sort of stuff as well. Sure, isn't it great? Um, where do we start after last week? Well, we were talking to you, James Blanchfield, about Dundalk. He's weren't expecting much from the game which is as you said in the whatsapp group you sent them back up with their tails between their legs we did yeah um 12 10. i think i i think they were shocked to lose the game i think they came into it they came into it thinking they were going to win and we came into it in a way thinking they were going to win and i think everybody in Kilkenny thought dundalk were going to win bar the 20 lads for Kilkenny to talk out because geez they gave it they gave it absolutely everything for 80 minutes it was a poor game of rugby we got absolutely annihilated in the first four scrums. The new chap from Cork, Joe Moynihan, came in alongside Louis Venter after the third or fourth scrum. And we got solidity in the scrum then and parity, I suppose the lad says. And then we uh, we just really owned the game. Like, And I mean, the more I think about it all week, we scored two tries. We had two tries disallowed and we could have scored another one, you know. So in hindsight, thinking back, we'd be disappointed not to have picked up a bonus point against them. Um yeah, they're Dundalk are a good side, but they have they're really a ten man team. They're I'd say they're out half made in the whole game. If you made it four passes to the to the centres, that was the most of it, you know. We also left eleven points off, off the board from place kicks as well. So, you know, yeah, we won ten points to twelve through a bit of brilliance at the end through Jake McDonald and Liam Caddy. Um but um we certainly could have beaten them by twenty five points more had we taken all of our chances. Like, I mean, Roy Stanley was over the line and somehow managed to knock on. I don't know how I was up the other end of the pitch, but somehow managed to knock it on. And <clears throat> on a final pass assist to put to, on the right-hand side to put Lyndon Brannigan in for a try, it was a forward pass. It was actually harder to throw it forward than it was to do it properly. And uh, you know what? In, in the end of it, we were delighted with it with, with, to get a win, um, particularly given our scrum was with them earlier on in the game. But for us, we cannot continue to start as slowly as we are and giving giving teams the opportunities we're giving them because our defence is holding well, but against the better team, Sea Points and Monkstowns, we won't get those opportunities to try and get ourselves back into a game again. Yeah, absolutely. As I said in the article, great for the confidence, though. Mm. Oh, class. Brilliant. Brilliant. There was great performances all around. Like, I mean, Gary Dunn was immense at at number eight. So was the two boys uh, on the flanks. Roy Stanley and Shane O'Reardon actually. Shane O'Reardon has only joined us on Muscury. He's up working in Glanbia, number seven. But 
He's just a groundhog. He just kills everything he sees on the ground. They were class. Hugh Corkery had a massive game at number 12 as well. He was, he was Tim Tim Corkery's older brother. He's been down with Bowes UL for the last few years and he's had some bad shoulder injuries, but he's back now and he's going really, really well. So the subs bench did the job they were meant to do. Everyone did he's the never job. Got a good look, did he? he never got a good run of luck. Even when he was with G on the Southeast and Leinster stuff, he was always having injuries and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know what? He's absolutely yeah. flying now. Yeah, he never he has Aidan McDonald in beside him. So they would have played together in the same youth teams coming up. So we're excited about this team. Um, we have a class back line. Um, our packer coming right. Uh, Joe Moynihan in now to kind of to make things more solid in the scrum. Wayne Cavan is on the way back after a few seasons out. He played seconds last week, got a harsh yellow card, and he threw his thighs out of the cot over that. <laughs> but um, he's on the way back. So suddenly, you know what we we were far more optimistic about things where we about where we where we are now than where we were six weeks ago. That's great stuff. It's great to see. Uh, that as well, especially when it's unexpected. But sure, as mm. you said, the lads that went out in the pitch um, mm. weren't thinking they were going to be bad anyway. Um, Tom Crotty, you've a hundred percent record um, so far. Uh, what happened up in Clondalkin? You didn't really give them much room to think. Twenty nil, well done. Yeah, no, not a good, not a very good result. Um, but two good results of the weekends. The seconds played. Uh, they started off on Friday night. They played New Ross. And uh, they beat Neuras eighty two nil. Not all. That's just just eighty two. Yeah, yeah. No, was at the moment. Just eighty two. Uh, just eighty two. Yeah, like there was a serious amount of lads out there who kind of have haven't been able to contest for the first of the moment because of as you said before, like playing. Um, with work and um, shift work and so on, but uh, no, look, they had a they had a great they had a great result. They had Puddy Nolan back, Jeff McDermott, Sam Dunn, Jack Hickey. They all played really really well in the seconds. Then we went up to Clondalkin on Sunday. Uh, you know, it's a tough place to come out with a win. So we were we started off kind of poor. It was kind of ebb and flow between the two sides. Um, then. We got a we got a try through. It was Connor Moore. Uh, Connor was playing back. Connor was playing back row. Played really really well. He's he's only 20, 22, 23. Um, another young lad came on. Uh, we had started at number eight. Connor Tracy had a powerful game. Um, Connor also plays harder than everything else. So, but he's he's an immense size of a man and played played outsta- outstanding. Evan Gordon uh, took on the captaincy. As uh, well as Shirley was away for the weekend, uh, Evan had a had a great game. But let's at the end of the day, like our defense was really good, as you can see, we were, we were didn't give him any point, didn't give him anything. But uh, on the other hand of it, then we weren't accurate enough. We were disappointed we didn't get a bonus point. There was a number of chances that we should we kind of butchered. Um, our penalty count was too high. Um, like we got, as I say, we got two we got two good tries from the backs. Uh, uh, some fella called Crassy in the centre didn't do score two tries. Um, That's the kick any coming out in them. Yeah, it must be. And then, uh, well, they should have really had three. Yeah. So, it's, look, it's great to get a win. It's three from three. We are coming to a big game now at the weekend with Wicklow. Um, you know, this, it, it's going to be a, a tough ask. Um, because I think Wicklow are, are strong enough. But 
all we can do is is take a week by week. The lads, the lads are training well. We've had great numbers of training. Um, they're starting to they're starting to get structure to their game. They're still not accurate enough. They're, I think actually a lot of the problem is that they don't have the belief yet that they're actually a decent enough side. You know, and as that, I I think that'll come with with time. They're young. Look, they're a young side. They're built. They're going to. They're they're building. So, um, we'll have to just have to wait and see. But I'm looking for really looking forward to really looking forward to Sunday because I think Sunday will let us know exactly where we're where we're at. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and the the like we weren't as a club. We did all right at the weekend. J ones, I said one. J twos, one. Eighteens beat Portleash. Sixteens beat Tullow. Fifteens. Beat Boyne, actually, that team was a cracking game. It was 43-44. The 14s lost to New Ross. The, the girls, the Rhinos combination, um, they beat Enniscorthy in South East, which was a great win for them. They're, they're on a roll. And um, I actually watched this. Our under-13s 13, lost to a, a very good under-13 Tullo side. It's a really good side, Johnny. Yeah, no shame in that loss at all. That was... Um, that was like a that was a, a, a oh, I believe game. it was a great game. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. Like we started off well and uh, then you just came back in. They're very good look, great side, I have to say. Really, really good. So yeah. it wasn't a bad weekend all around. Happy enough. Oh, happy days. Um yeah. Johnny, a bit tough for Tolo. Um you'd bind at home and you'd have a heap of different things on. Um twenty one forty six. Yeah. Um Look, you can be as positive as you want. You can even sit here and make a lot of excuses. But um, from personally, leadership is the like uh, uh, you take an excuse, but Willie Cannon and Willie Cass out of a team and and try expect young lads to fill into that that mentality, that mind frame. It's it's a massive ask, and I just think we're not there yet uh, at that level. But um, 32-21 and they got an intercept try and I was speaking to a couple of lads, Willie Holland and a few others and they're saying at 32-21 we thought we were going to win it. We thought getting back into it. So look at it. I don't know. This weekend is going to tell a lot. If we go to Kildare and get a loss, we're in bother. Um, there's no there's no two ways about it. If we don't come out with Kildare with a win, we're, we're, we're not in good shape. How are Kildara going at the moment, Johnny? Uh, give us a preview of what they're like at the moment. Ah, they're okay, but it's like Clondalkin. It's a very hard place to go and get a win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not an easy place to go and get a win. You, you, if you go to Clondalkin or Kildare and come out with a win, you, you're going to earn it and you're going to be sore from it too because they're they're very, very physical. Um, but look, at I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange times. There's actually four or five guys played on Saturday who could start in the first team right now and played in the old boys game on Saturday. So this is just where we're at at the minute. That's it. Um, yeah, just trying to find your feet a bit, but sure, that, that'll come as well, Johnny. And like you said, you still have lads missing with the football and everything. Mm-hmm. The Carlo Ireland or the Carlo Football Championships are still sort of flying. They're getting towards the business end now, but. Yeah, well, like Tullow were playing a game last week, and if they lost, they were relegated back to Junior A. But if they weren't in a quarter final, intermediate. So they obviously won. They beat the Cox. The Cox went down. So we got Jack McDonald back from the Cox. But like, we're only getting one and two and three guys from these teams as well. Like, we're not getting five and six back. So yeah, yeah. it's um, it's more retirement is the issue. But look at 
I think it's an issue. I'm not going to lie. There's no point sitting here and saying, "Oh, we'll be good next week, or we'll be better next week, better next week." I don't. I think we're in a, we're in a worrying place at the minute for leaders, big time. Yeah, the experience heads. The, the as you said, the Willie Casas, the boys that live and breathe Tolo, and you know that they they are Tolo, and they, they it's it's an identity thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's hard mm-hmm. when you're missing yeah. those fellas. Like, Willie Canavan, Willie Canavan, and Willie Casas yeah. are playing senior rugby since they're eligible to play senior rugby. They're playing first team rugby since that. William Canavan only played seconds rugby for the first time in his life. I think it was a year and a half ago. He played in the second Sounds Cup final. I think he played three games all of, of seconds rugby. He's never been out of the first team. So massive leader. Willie Cass at the back in 15. I wouldn't tell him this, but there's not many better than him um, at, at Junior 1B rugby, to be fair to him. There's not many lads better than him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big losses. Um, yeah, so well, fingers crossed it go well now in Kildare at the weekend. Um, that's on Sunday, of course. Also on Sunday, Tom, you were saying, of course, you've um, uh, Wicklow, but you're at home, so that's good when it comes to trying to keep that momentum going as well. Yep, um, yeah, I think I think we're uh, we're fair. We just I know we're going to be missing, we're missing Cam and Brennan and in the center, which is uh. A big loss and trying to try and fill that position just for this week. He's got football another in leash, so put it in that look. We'll take it. But as I say, it's a it's it's really to give you a a test as to where you are. You know, Wicklow will come down. There are three teams fighting for the top of the moment. Viner out there on top and ourselves, and Wicklow then are the second and third. So we'll see. Wes is back this weekend. Will he come? Wes is back. Yeah, yeah, but. Huge influence. We need we need him for definitely look he's an old head. That rest that he had didn't play anything last year, stepped away, kind of gave him a, a new lease of life. So look, we'll wish oh, but this competition, that back row played really well. As I say, that, that young um uh Tracy chap was was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal yeah. for his first first start to the senior game. Played really, really well. That's the job. Well, best of luck in that one. Um, Kilkenny are on the road. They're heading for Monkstown, James Blanchfield. Yeah, was... we're heading up. To, we're heading up to Monkstown on a Saturday. Kickoff. What day two is at half one. Uh, first is at um, three o'clock. Look, we're going up there. Will I say quietly confident? I don't know. We're going up there in hope. I don't know. But after last week, certainly going up there with with more confidence in the in the unit than than, than what might have been there if we had gone up there three weeks ago. Um, Monkstown are kind of in the breakaway group themselves and Seapoint are at the top of the league then it's kind of ourselves and Dundalk in third and fourth um, look we'll be confident enough apparently we speaking with Doc there the other day um, uh, Monkstown have a few players coming back they're like ourselves as well so it's probably it's probably the first big test for both of us in the league this year um, but we're going to be missing Liam Caddy uh, he's away paying sevens for Bermuda or Barbados at the moment and uh, Wes Carter, we're not sure about the state as a Wes at the moment. He's still carrying a knock from the Setonians game, an ankle injury. So apart from that, it's a full bill of health going up. Um, seconds, the seconds had 22 guys togged out last Saturday. The problem is with seconds in Kilkenny is you'd have 22 last Saturday, you might have 15 this Saturday. There's just no, there's no continuity in the commitment from a lot of the seconds, and it's 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 a shame because. You know they're a bloody good team, and if they can get that continuity and get themselves out training, 
at least one night a week as a squad and as a team, they will compete in the league, but there's just no familiarity between them and they're kind of stitching a team together at weekends, going out, sticking with, like they stuck with Dundalk up until 10 minutes into the second half. It was 8-all. We went 15-8 up. Then the whole thing, the whole show fell asunder on the seconds and they lost 22-27-18 or 27-15. But um, look at Monkstown, first real, real, real big test now this year. Um, we thought we were going to have that with Dundalk last week. I think given Dundalk's or Monkstown position in the league, uh, three points ahead of us. Um, if we have any league ambitions, we have to be beating them. And um, uh, if, if we come out of it with a bonus point, great. But I think the objective up there has to be go has to be go on the road and beat them. Now the lads have set a standard for themselves, so that standard has to be maintained. Absolutely. Uh, your women are out on Friday night. Um, they are, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. The women yeah. are out back in their first competitive match in a couple of years. They've talent yeah. at home. Um, I was chatting with Meg's Hennessy there the other night. Um, they're delighted. Um, there's a good, how would I say, there's a good cohort of girls out there playing. Um, and fingers crossed now that they, they, they can get, like it's not all about the result on Friday night. For, for The first foremost primary objective is to get them back on the pitch in competitive rugby. That's been done. Um, they played Wicklow in a, in a challenge match, Wicklow J1s in a challenge match a few weeks ago when they lost that. Uh, which you probably would have been expecting, but you know what? It's 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 brilliant. They're playing out in the club on Friday night, and there's a lot of people talking about going out and giving them a bit of encouragement as well because uh, they're an integral part of our club and have been for a long time. And hopefully, hopefully, this is the beginning of a new start for women's rugby in Kilkenny. Absolutely, it's great. It's great as well. Yeah, it'd be nice to get out on a Friday night out to Folkestone and. Have a pint or two or whatever it is. Yeah, and, they'll get to yeah. use the new dressing rooms. Kind of women. One of the reasons for the new dressing rooms was is to have a place where women and men can talk out together at the same time with, with with their own privacy. So that's there now as well. So it's um, it's great, brilliant, good stuff. Well, the best of luck to all the teams at the weekend, uh, lads. Um, and uh, yeah, things going. I suppose they toll over a weekend off this weekend. Uh, Johnny, they're back out the following week. I think it's the bank holiday weekend on the Sunday uh, and that as well. But uh, they're going well at the moment. Yeah, they're going well. Yeah, they're being, they're, and fairness, their numbers are good at training. Yeah. A couple of girls back now from football mm. as well, so it's building it up. And they're being coached very, very well. Aho and Paul are doing a great job coaching them. Um, and they're very enthusiastic, the two boys, in fairness to them. They're, they're really interested in it. They're not just doing it because they have partners there are doing it to fill numbers. They, they want to be there. And that's, it says a lot about the two lads. Um, Paul gives a lot of time. I know he works shift work, so um, and trying to play first team rugby as well himself. So whenever he's off, he's there. And then Aho obviously got married recently, so he's been missing there for a few weeks. But he'll be back now, and the lads are putting big effort into it. And I know Louis will be with them as well, and Scott Colbeck. So it's good to see first team players showing interest in the, the women's side of yeah. things too. You've got two good girls there as well. Playing for them as well, isn't there? Sorry, Kira, Kira, there's two two very good players with Kenny with them. Kira, Kira O'Dwyer yeah, and Jane. Kira O'Dwyer and Jane O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. When Kilkenny, when Kilkenny also lost their team years ago, they, they jumped up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kira's also been, been massive. Yeah, Kira's a class player now. Yeah, she's 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 top quality. Yeah, top quality. To be fair, um, Jane's only come back from injury though now. I think isn't she? Yeah. She's yeah, Jane, right Jane is a really, really good runner with ball in hand. Like, I mean, she's 
Like when you watch Jane run, you swear she's she's not moving, but she's just gliding along with a real kind of real athletic run, just dipping mm-hmm. and diving into a tackle. She's class. Yeah, she's very, very good now, girls. Absolutely. That's good to see, lads. And Kilkenny developing a course as well. And uh, uh, the Tullo team as well, very enthusiastic and uh, getting stuck into it uh, as well. Great to see. Um, I was up at the Leinster Zebra match at the weekend, uh, brought the kids and all up. Hadn't been in the RDS for, what was it, 500 days since the last game there. <laughs> um, Who's counting? Five, yeah, five hundred and twenty-five days. They were telling us when we were up there. Uh, so it was grand. It was, it was, it was good. The old atmosphere was good, considering, you know, obviously there's COVID restrictions and masks and all that sort of crack as well. But it was nice to be back up there. You can't beat it, as we spoke about before. The Aviva Stadium is not the same. Um, no. The buzz in the RDS is better. We're heading back up now for the Scarlets match on Saturday evening. So myself and. Uh, my wife, uh, so we're going up to catch that one as well. But a pretty straightforward win over Zebra. Uh, Harry Burns' injury, though, is going to pique the interest of uh, the Irish management as well, who were there on the day actually watching the game. Is it Joey Carberry point two? With injuries, yeah, yeah, like a lot of pressure we put on Joey Carberry five years ago to be the successor to Sexton. Now a lot of pressure on Harry Burns. Just injury after injury after injury. Um, yeah, but like some some now. players, some players are durable. Other players aren't. Some players mm. are injury prone, yeah. you know. And you can have them as fit as you like, and they just pick up injuries, you know. And in a yeah. in a semi pro you know, in a semi pro environment, sometimes these guys can play through the pain barrier, but the stakes are so high in professional rugby. They're so well minded. There's so much at stake that they're not, you know. And um, you feel sorry for yeah. the chap. Yeah, we're still still in bother for that ten position, aren't we? We are. Yeah. Our, uh, well, I, I see Jack Carty is uh, throwing his hat, throwing his uh, name into the hat. Yeah. Very much did, his, did did his interview saying that uh, what was it, the Connacht play are playing the style that uh, Ireland are playing, so there shouldn't be any problem with with uh, mm-hmm. moving in there. Yeah, I don't know. The other two boys that are really stepping up is um, Neil Doak's young fella, Nathan Doak. Jeez, he, I oh, think he's savage. He's, he's savage. He? He's a great game. Three threes. He can play nine or ten. Yeah. You know, yeah, and the other fella that impressed me the other day was Ben Healy. Healy had a savage game. Yeah. Yeah. He had a savage. The only thing I'll say about Ben Healy is we'll have to wait and see until he gets a pressure match again. Yes. He's definitely gaining in confidence. His kicking is superb. Um, He's not really an, he's not an attacking out half, but his his control of the game has definitely mm-hmm. improved. I'd like to see when it when the pressure comes on if he can handle it. Give him a Heineken a, Cup game yeah. or something. Yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't change Doak out of nine because that's no. the problem. That's the problem with Irish rugby. We keep fucking putting lads into 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 change of positions round. We need we have to have a, a top class nine. I mean, mm-hmm. you have Casey there coming through. You have Doak there. Like, there's plenty of cover at nine. Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree with you. I actually, I'm a really big Craig Casey fan. I think he's great, the energy and stuff. But after watching Doak over the last few weeks, I'm starting to put Doak nearly ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He offers yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Well, you've diff- you have horses for courses. Like if two, yeah. if whoever starts, you've definitely something different coming off the bench. Yeah. The other thing is, I was reading, looking at on Twitter. There was a lot of talk on Twitter today about. 
the, the an experiment of putting Ben Healy to 12 for Munster and playing him outside Carberry so you're playing oh Christ I think it'd be ridiculous carry on though yeah that doesn't make sense I you're don't having, see you're having two distributors and that's it yeah. no I don't I don't see Stephen Larkin doing that I'd be very surprised if he did if he did I'd be disappointed more than anything else yeah you know because but it's it, again Sexton had a great game last week and you oh know, it was you, fantastic you saw the difference between Leinster without Sexton against the Dragons to Leinster with Sexton against against Zebra. And he just showed shows his value. And I know we were talking a few weeks ago about it's time for him in Ireland. His, 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 his performances with Leinster make me actually real realise his importance to Ireland. But we still need to plan for life without him. And yeah. I still think the time is the time is right now two seasons out from a World Cup to shake it up and give someone else a shot, a shot at it because, oh, yeah. you know, we've all seen Ireland do well in Six Nations and come to a World Cup and, you know, we're we're, we're coming home. Early. Yeah, way too early. Yeah, bring bring Sexton into the camp for the Autumn Internationals, but bring in your Harrys and bring in your yeah. Carberries and see how to go. I wouldn't, you know, so. I wouldn't have under the Autumn Internationals. What? Sexton? Yeah, I wouldn't, know. Even from I an experienced sort of coach and mentory. No, type I, wouldn't, of... I, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I personally now I, I could be miles out, but personally I wouldn't. I'd, I'd, um, I'd give young lads a shot on these because they, they're not all right. They're not. You're not going to win a Six Nations off them or anything very grand. But you're playing Japan, who have beat Ireland before, New Zealand, yeah. who are the test team to beat, and Argentina, who are very, very good standard as well. And they're three very good tests. With oh, absolutely, I agree with game. you. But the other side of it, Johnny, yeah, is Johnny as well, on the like, bench. It's it's a results game, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's great to start some of the young fellas and give. I'm contradicting myself here to a degree. It's great to start the young fellas and give them the run, but it is a results driven game. And yeah, no, I understand it. Like, now, that. yeah, that's where Sexton's value off the bench will be. Leadership oh. off the bench, if, or even starting and coming off. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't we're such my, a gulf between the. It it was you. You're a little later. Me, sorry. My my problem in on it is that it's result. Yeah, it is result based. I get that. But then you play Ross Bourne for talk's sake. You bring Sexton in for the last twenty minutes. We win in the last twenty minutes. Oh, it's Sexton, Sexton, Sexton. We need to get Ross Bourne winning the games in the last twenty minutes. We need to get Ben Healy mm-hmm. winning the games in the last twenty minutes. We know That's Sexton can do it. We need to put these fellas in. You know. Mm-hmm. And leave Billy Burns up in Ulster. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, really don't yeah. like him. I have to, no, no, I have no. a minute for him. I just no. don't get. Yeah. I really don't no. get. You've an awful problem with Billy Burns. No. <laughs> well, I'd like to see Jack Carty having another shot. I know he. I agree with Tom. Yeah, there is some, but there is something. Sometimes he just kind of misses out. But then again, like if he's determined, like to stand up in front of. Like, and do an interview and say, "Yeah, I'm ready here to take to have a go at the Irish job." Expert confidence, <laughs> you know, a ten. That's a lot of confidence, and he is playing very well. Mm-hmm. I know like, Connacht didn't get the result, but the, uh, he is playing well. Like back in the day, the Irish A thing was great to blood fellas and give them a chance and kind of, you know, yeah, it's a step below. It's probably a step up from provincial, but still a step below from 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 um, the. Yeah, the, the out and out international, but you know, is there merit for, for, for more merit for more A games? You know, with the, with 
with the gulf of players that's in Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales and France, could you run it in parallel A6 nations? Uh, but yeah, like the old A's and the Wolfhounds yeah. and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, the summer tours, they used to be great. I used to really enjoy mm. them. Um, yeah, no, it's a lot of merit for it because the only litmus test we have at the moment is pressure Heineken Cup matches. So if you have Jack Carty and he's sent out for Connacht and to play, I don't know, fucking Toulouse or whoever, and he does well, then you're like, oh, geez, this lad might be okay on an international scale because he's dealt with the pressure well. But that's the only real feel we can get for any it. of it. And it's the worst thing about it. But yeah, there is definitely merit for... Like, you look at Tom Daly, who that's we've spoken about a lot of this, and... You know, he's in there, he's in an Irish camp, went to the summer, tests, didn't get a run out. You know, surely it didn't mean something for him even to get an A cap, you know, and, oh, and start yeah. the ball rolling. Yeah. Ian Dowling got his shot with the A's as well. I remember did, being yeah. up in yeah. Tallis Stadium watching him play in the Argentina Jaguars or whatever they were called. But it was the it was the uh, Johnny Murphy played that night as well because they interviewed him. Um, but that was their stage. I was just about to know. mention Johnny. Jo- Johnny has the most Ireland A caps out of any other player. So he, he he informed me during the summer. Johnny has the two worst stats for a trivia question you could ever have in the world. Who's the first professional <laughs> rugby player to miss a penalty kick in a shootout? And who's the most Irish in it A caps? I was Johnny Murphy is your answer today. to both of them. I was talking to him today. Oh yeah, we were up there in Uber Jest about speaking with him. Yeah, no, he's um He's a good coach, lad. He is, yeah. You know, he he's nice sticking away there as well, doesn't he? He's... He he is good. He, in fairness to him, and new coaches are good. Um, Absolutely. To be fair, um, I think some of the lads have a delay on the on the recording here, but sure we'll keep her going anyway. Because we're all looking at each other waiting for answers and then, then they come a bit later. But um the big story I suppose coming out of uh provincial rugby well well the out half thing will continue on. We could talk for days about that. Um but Munster uh getting a bit of momentum going in their uh United um rugby championship campaign but RG Snyman is gone again. Mm. That's mm. A disaster for RG Slima, right? A disaster for Munster. Um, and it's terrible. It's terrible for a fella, like, you know. But you know what? Every cloud is a silver lining. We spoke two weeks ago about um, Tomás Ahern. You know, one, he could be the luckiest player in Ireland time this year. He, he, it's his time to shine now. You know, he he he, he he's a fair bit of gear. I, I, I think that it, it, it's a good thing for Irish rugby. A bad thing for Munster, but a good thing for Irish rugby and Tomás Ahern that Snyman has gotten injured. Um, yeah, he played, he played very well the weekend. He did. He was he was excellent. Now, one of the yeah. lads in work, um, he actually plays with the club, uh, Louis Venter. He's very good friends with RG Snyman. They're actually best buddies. He was down in Limerick with him two weeks ago, and um, he was chatting with him on Monday or Tuesday. Poor fella's absolutely dejected like he is. He, he's. He's. It seems like a lad you know, who wants to be here. He wants to be here. That's what Louis said. He does yes. want to be here. There's question marks. Yeah, he seems like that tonight. Yeah. There's question marks regarding Diolande getting an extra year on his contract, but everybody wants Snyman to stay, including himself. But you, could, he'll bring something. If you look, watch his play and his whole confidence and like the the try he got the last day. He's offloading. Mm. Like he's he's. 
he's a good second row to have mm. in the basis of, of, of coaching and to bring on young fellas through. And it is probably the only one of the signings that I really, you know, uh, from a Munster point of view, I thought was a, a great signing. Mm, um, you know, we need, we need, all the provinces need to bring in players that are, you know, are going to improve the younger players coming through or they want to be the next person. They want to be, they want to be chomping at the bit to, to play with them or, you know, to, or to train with them and to, to maybe take his place. It's just, you need that yeah. in influence. And Lencer had to have done it for years. Munster did it in previous years. And they, you know, when they started, when they started the ball rolling, Williams and Langford, you know, they they started the ball rolling, but then it's moved on to Leinster. Have bought it, really great, great players. Rocky, Matt um, Horn, the Seawa, and the yeah. Seawa on the wing, like you know, they, the prop. What was his name? Stan Wright. These guys, they all had an impact. But they all bring something to, you know, they, they bring something to the to the team, and they bring mm. something to, to the province, which at the end game then will. Will hopefully bring something through to Ireland to the Irish. Also, have signed some bogies over the years, like stupid stuff. But they're not you the only ones. I mean, you could pick. You could pick a fifteen. I think Leinster got the signed, and like they had a German international there for a, for a season or two. They had a lad from Uruguay. Now look, he was uh, Sandrago. He was a tight head prop. Justin Melk. He was a German number eight of South African origin. These fellas were coming in, taking up contracts of fellas who could could have had an impact. Local fellas, you know, yeah. had Bonzo down with them for a year or two as well, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Now we have Lencer supplying them. Yeah, no, it's uh... oh, Carlo, County Carlo. They're separate province to Leinster. <laughs> <laughs> you wish, Johnny. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> You're nearly a week low anyway, Johnny. You know. Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. We're, we're we're um we're multicultural in Tullow. We we take lads from all walks of life. We take them from everywhere. <laughs> We've lads from the Nard and everything. But just Johnny, it was funny because when we were starting, when we were sitting down, when I was sitting down trying to organise the rhinos, the the girls, you know, even trying to advertise. How do you advertise in that say, You know, from the county because <laughs> the county Carlo. It said county Carlo just doesn't sit well with you. <laughs> so I think the 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 they agreement want, they want was, to get into it, it's the it's the it's the area. They want to get into <laughs> it, like the kids from the area. <laughs> You're so if, we, we have to be ever in Tullow. What county, Carlo? Football. County, Carlo. You know what? Here, already going County Wexford Rugby Club or Wexford Rugby Club, even County Wexford Rugby Club. But see, we're only in one of the four. The uh, four that are the kind the football clubs you see. Yourselves and Trinity, is it? No, Beckett, ourselves, Lansdowne. There's there's about four. There's only four or five in there. Are the original ones? They're actually they're the only called that that are called football clubs. What? (laughs) Except the the accent went the the accent went a bit went a bit astray in Carlo. <laughs> when he went senior there a few years ago, I remember being up at a match, and uh, there was a There's few fruity accents, accents on the sideline. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those that was good old banter. I, 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 I have no issue with County Carlo FC, but there's a lot of guys in Tullow now who would refuse to call it County Carlo. <laughs> well, I tell you, to be honest, Johnny, 
be honest, Johnny, I've never we like you don't actually. It's just the title, but you'd never actually say it. Like if you're introducing, <laughs> you, like, like you never, I, I, I never I, I, go. My name is that. my name is Tom, and I'm from County Carlow Football. <laughs> Yeah, we'll try and get rid of the Carlo accent and all with it, you know, and say it very poshly. <laughs> but we're <laughs> Carlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go full D4, Carlo D4. Oh, lads, lads we're, we're going to have to wrap it up there um, for the night. It's been great talking to you uh, again. Plenty more to chat on next week with a full list of games on the weekend, of course, so we'll keep an eye on that. And we'll talk about the interprovincials and see how all these players get on. You know, who's going to be the out half for Ireland in a couple of weeks? Before we finish up there, Stephen, just want to yeah. wish um, a stalwart to Kenny Rugby who's getting married tomorrow, Alan O'Donovan. He's actually marrying a Carlo woman. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, a County Carlo woman <laughs> tomorrow um, <laughs> up, in, up in Gary Hill there. So I just want to wish Alan and Eilish all the best from everyone in the club. The he, might get, he, he, he might get back out of Gary Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Hill's a rough spot. It's, it's very uh, actually class to ask <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks, we have, we have some good players from up there, so... <laughs> take it. I'll, take, I'll take it back, I'm only messing. Yeah, it's on the record <laughs> now, Tom. Love yeah, the yeah. people. That's Absolutely. it. Lads, enjoy your weekend and your matches. Go well. See you, folks. Absolutely. Best Thank you very much. Best luck, everyone, too. Thanks for having us. That's it from the Knock on Rugby podcast and scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit the site for more on rugby. And, of course, if you're into your GAA, we've got the Clash Act and lots more. Talk to you soon.